Hi, everybody. I have a small uh, pendulum clock right near where I generally do a lot of my um, writing and so on. And I've actually got it right here. See, there it is there. And you can see it just going back and forth. But, but of course, if you are watching it on YouTube, you can see this. But uh, it's it's not, I like a nice pendulum clock. It's sort of just natural, isn't it? And yesterday I noticed that pendulum was swinging uh, back and forth, back and forth quite freely. But now it's barely, but when I wrote this, it was barely moving. And the only sound I could hear was the of the second sound coming through. And um, as I was listening to that, uh, I could hear a tui. Um, that's a type of bird we have here in New Zealand, um, have a little sing. And a car passed by. Um, but I really asked me, asked myself, is there silence in my brain? You know, and <laughs> thoughts whirl, you know, the usual ones, probably the ones we don't really want to have. And my pendulum thoughts begin to swing for another day, you know, I wrote this when I was, it was early morning. I was like, oh, here we go, those negative thoughts swinging back and forth. And have you ever simply stopped and noticed the thoughts that seem to dominate playground of your mind? Uh, some thoughts you have are so familiar that they have kind of dug thinking tracks deep and wide into like the physical networks of your brain. And for a man, by the name of Elijah, there was so much noise in his life that he actually wanted to die. The noise, the thoughts, it was just becoming so much. And we find Elijah's story in First Kings, and this is a portion I want to read out. Uh, Ahab told Jezebel that Elijah, all that Elijah had done, and now he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also. If I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. So she was out to kill him. Then he was afraid. Fair enough. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life for I'm no better than my ancestors. See, he had done what God had asked of him, and now powerful people were hunting him down, and he was on the run. His pendulum brain was going boing, 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 <laughs> into exhaustion. He prayed the prayer that many people who come to this, my particular website turningthepage.co.nz pray and this was this this is a simple prayer god take away my life the noise of life the noise of worry fear and the noise of comparisonitis to his ancestors was sitting upon him like a heavy stone um no no superhuman here <laughs> no elijah like us was not a superhero and if you put any one of us under enough stress, um, fragility will be found. Even Jesus sweat blood with the pendulum noise of fear about the crucifixion smashing into his brain. Even though it was a fully human and fully divine brain, he still experienced major stress. And under all that 
noise and heaviness, a human's ability to cope shifts. Uh, and Elijah, he goes into a cave and meets with God, who invites Elijah to listen. And this is what uh, the next part of the story goes. Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. Elijah's brain noise is swinging, but maybe less so now because its attention had been caught by the sound of sheer silence. You know, uh, silence can be frightening, can't it? Especially to the brain that is uh, constantly on the move, always busy, things to do. But to slow down and focus on quiet is a skill. And as he does this, a whisper is heard. Some Someone whispers something into your ear. It's personal, only for you to hear. And it takes all your concentration and focus to hear the words. In the Hebrew that these verses were originally written in, the word for still is demonah. This is um, a feminine now that describes a whisper. And it's only found three times in the Bible. Elijah hears Demonama. After the fire, a still, small voice. Job heard it. A form was before my eyes, and then there was silence. Whisper. Then I heard a voice. Uh, the psalmist sings songs of that still, small voice. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to us. The graves, the waves of the sea were hushed, and they were glad when it grew calm. And he guided them to their desired haven. You see, on the other side of noise, confusion, and distress is the invitation to a whisper. You know, some will find this more difficult than others, but with practice, I think it can become an exercise of grounding and centeredness. So here's number one. Give yourself the space of a few minutes. All right? Just, just give yourself a few minutes. Begin with a minute and then extend as you grow more comfortable with this practice. Number two, find a safe place. Um... A place and time where you know you won't be interrupted, that you'll be able to fully relax into this as much as possible place. Sit or lie in comfort. Quietly rest your body in whatever position you feel most comfortable in. Four, close your eyes. The eyes provide a lot of information to your brain to process. Close them off gently and quietly, knowing that it will be okay. Five, notice your breathing. Notice your breath. Slow your breath and feel the quiet, deep inhalations and exhalations. Number six, say a word. A favourite word that comes to your mind. 
I have the word guide coming to my visit my, to visit my soul as I practice this exercise um, the other day. But it could also be words such as love, grace, peace, hope, Jesus, spirit, father, mother. Just a favourite word that you say softly, as much like whisper. Number seven, see your pendulum slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. See a pendulum in your brain. Notice it's slowing down as you breathe in and out. Number eight, enjoy the whisper. Perhaps, as I say, you might find this difficult, especially if you've got something like attention deficit disorders. Uh, have something tactile in your hand, such as like a squishy ball, as you say the words and slow your breath. And please don't compare yourself to others. This is an invitation for you to sit quietly and focus, for you to listen to that still, small voice. Look, there is never a reason in spiritual formation to compare yourself with others. You are you, and that's truer than true. Now here's some quotes. God wishes to cure us of two kinds of sickness, impatience and despair, Julian of Norwich. All shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well, Julian of Norwich. It is in deep solitude and silence that I find the gentleness with which I can truly love my brother and sister. Thomas Merton Learn to get in touch with silence within yourself and know that if everything in this life has a purpose, there are no mistakes, no coincidences, no all events are blessings given to us to learn from. There is no need to go to India or anywhere else to find peace. You will find that deep, that deep place of silence right in your room, your garden, or even your bathtub. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. What's the most important minute in life? I think it's the next one. There is nothing we can do about the past. We have limited influence over the hours and days to come. But the next minute, after minute, after minute, after minute, is always full of possibility. Rick Hansen. We can identify a spiritual truth by two criteria. First, it is infinitely simple. Second, it is infinitely difficult. This is the nature of stillness and silence. Amos Smith, it's true, isn't it? The self must know stillness before it can discover its true soul. Ralph Brum. In the st inner stillness where the meditation leads, the spirit secretly anoints the soul and heals our deepest wounds. John of the Cross. I used to think anxiety and insomnia drove me to success, but it was the stillness that let me be good at anything. When you extend the seconds of stillness, that's when you're able to think and learn. Russell Simons. Real strength transformation seldom comes from simply reading a book or listening to a lecture. It requires the fertile place of solitude and stillness. It demands the openness of heart and mind that can only be given when space is created for whatever measure of stillness we can receive from God and are then prepared to offer back to God as our gift. David Ben. Some questions. What are the noises in your world? Two, what makes a place safe and secure for you? Silence can be scary for some people. Why would that be? And formation exercise, 
practice the experience of listening for the whisper and email me, there's a link down below, of what you have learned and discovered. Uh, thanks for watching, listening, uh, and if you'd like to read, there is a link below to the blog post, and I'd encourage you to subscribe to uh, our, my email list, where each week you'll get a, a short email with some content that will help your faith and your spiritual formation and your mental health. Until next time, um, listen for the still, small voice. Bye.